Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Rose. Today, I have a special guest on the podcast. Uh, Alicia Steele is someone who attended one of my retreats recently, and she was such a bright light, you guys. We connected and we just jived um, along with all the other women, really, but something that I noticed as we went throughout the weekend and we're, you know, connecting in, in the sisterhood is that Alicia had a lot of knowledge around astrology and the stuff that she was sharing with each of us at the retreat, she pulled all of our, um, charts and she was kind of giving us little tidbits. But one thing that I noted was that she had a lot of things to say about astrology that I really hadn't heard before. And Alicia has actually been studying a different type of astrology for several years, um, which she's going to break down on the episode for us. That is a different branch. And so this episode is really unique. It's really cool because you're going to get some different takes on astrology. And there's actually going to be a part two coming to this episode because there was so much that we covered and so much that we wanted to go deeper in. We just kind of ran it, ran out of time at the end, which you'll notice. Um, before we dive into this episode, a little bit about Alicia. So Alicia wears many hats. She's a light language channel. She's an astrologer, a licensed body worker, an artist, a body mover. Um, and she's passionate about expression in all forms, but particularly through dance and shamanic drumming, which was really cool because we actually got to witness this at the retreat. It was full body chills all around. Before I dive into today's episodes, I have two quick announcements. Number one, if you do feel called to an astrology reading with Alicia, this was something that we didn't have time to cover in the episode, but she is going to give $33 off your first astrology reading with her with the code Shelby123. So if you go to the link that I've linked in the show notes um, or groundinglighthealing.com, you will find her astrology readings there. If you choose either of those options and then use the discount code SHELBY123 um, at checkout, you will receive $33 off. The second announcement I have, if you have been feeling called to come to one of my retreats, the Colorado retreat is coming up in Breckenridge. I'm so incredibly excited, you guys. The house is incredible. The women coming are incredible. I've got my dear friend, Megan Toner, who's been on the podcast a few times, coming out to do shamanic work. She's co-facilitating with me. It is going to be incredible. You have a few days to still get in on this. So if you feel called to be there, claim your spot. The second thing I have to say about retreats, and this is just like a little breadcrumb, um, I have something dropping black. Oh my God, why can't I talk to you? <laughs> black. Friday. And it is going to be very limited amount of spaces. It is going to be very discounted. And um, you're going to have like 24 hours to get in on the goodness. So plan ahead. If you've been wanting to come to one of the retreats, there is something dropping Black Friday weekend or Black Friday. It will be open for maybe 24 hours. I haven't decided. Got to tune into that. But budget ahead because this is coming and I know a lot of you have been wanting to come to the retreats it's going to be very limited spots at this price point and an incredible deal so stay tuned for that well Alicia thank you so much for being here I am so excited to share your type of astrology with the world. So for those of you don't, that don't know Alicia, she came to one of my retreats in Minnesota a few months back and she talked about astrology and she was pulling all of our charts and she was, you know, so lit up and her energy was just like magnetic with her talking about astrology and everything she said was one, so validating for me and two, <laughs> blew my mind because it was a different, like, different information than I've re really ever received in any type of astrology reading. And you looked at my chart for five minutes and blew my mind. So I'm excited to have this conversation <laughs> conversation, and share you with the audience. Um, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about you and what you're up to, who you are, all the good things? 
Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on here. I'm like super excited to share this. Um, because as you like, as you know, once I start talking astrology, it's like my eyes get really big. And I'm yes. like, yeah. Like in this like and a, that. And <laughs> a kid in a candy shop, you're like, just yeah. so lit up. <laughs> I love yes. it. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for having me on here. And I, um, I always have a hard time trying to describe myself and like who I am and what I do, because I feel like I do so many things. Um, but astrology, I guess I'll start with like astrology is one of the tools that I like to use with, you know, people, whether it be friends or clients to, um, help them really connect with their power and their truth and, um, self-acceptance. Like at the end of the day, it's really about like radical self-acceptance. Like how do you accept yourself fully and step forward into your life in the way that your heart and your soul wants you to. Um, and astrology has just been such a powerful tool in my life for me personally, which is why I've been studying it. Um, and on top of astrology, I'm a massage therapist. I am, I do shamanic drumming. I, you experienced a little bit of that on the retreat, although it wasn't a focus, it was just like something I was doing cause I needed to. <laughs> um, and I mean, what else do I do? I'm a light language channel. Um, and I'm an, I teach massage therapy. I dog sit. <laughs> dog sitting doesn't necessarily help people, you know, step into their power, but it's fun. It's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess that's me. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So what drew you into astrology in the first place? Like what was like, I want to dive into this and learn. Cause I know you said you mentioned that you've been like studying this for four years and you have gone deep into the information. So what was like the, I want to learn about this moment for you? Um, you know, it actually started a really long time ago. I would say, I don't know, maybe eight years ago or so. And it was just, it was just a passing interest kind of like, I was curious, Oh, I'm what's my sun sign. Oh, I'm a Sagittarius. Let me read about Sagittarius. And I read about Sagittarius and this was even like years and years ago and all of the qualities of Sagittarius, I was like blown away. I was like, that actually feels like me, like free spirit needs to travel. Like I've wanted to travel the world since I was like eight, like (laughs) since I can remember. So that was my first where my interest was first peaked. And then it was just kind of, you know, I didn't really, it didn't really catch. It was just, like I said, a passive interest. And then up, it was about four years ago where, um, I decided that I wanted to really dive in and like take a class because I had been reading on my own for those years, you know, ever since I was interested up until I decided to take a class, I had been just reading stuff on the internet on my own, trying to figure it out and wanting to learn more about how to read charts. And it was just so big, like it's so big and so complex that I had to just take it in little bits. Um, so I started reading about all of the signs. That was the thing I started with. Well, what are the characteristics, characteristics of all the signs? And then Um, I learned about your rising sign and your moon sign. I started to read, read about those things and I, it just stuck. I remembered that information because I was interested in it, but then, um, I tried to look at the chart itself and I felt like I was like, I am never going to be able to decipher that. Like that was a thought that I had at one point. Yeah. It looks like a puzzle. It does. (laughs) Yeah. I was like that on a piece of paper. (laughs) Yeah. Like that is hieroglyphics. And I'm never going to learn how to read that. (laughs) Like, it's just not going to happen. Yes. Um, So I don't really know what happened, but I just made the decision one day that like, no, I'm interested enough in this that I want to take a class and start to understand how to read this circle with hieroglyphics on it. (laughs) And so I did. Um, and I started to learn about the houses and how, you know, the aspects, how the angles between the planets create relationships between the planets and how those work and all of that. Um, and then I was just hooked. It became an obsession. (laughs) Like I literally just became obsessed with it. Um, 
but I wouldn't consider it an unhealthy obsession because it felt productive. It was like a, no, I'm going to be using this. So this is a productive use of my time. And yeah. 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 I mean, it it, uh, truly like 10 minutes of just having a conversation with you. I was validated, blown away, like validated. It was was so validating. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into the why it was so validating. Um, I would love if the listeners, will you teach the listeners how to pull up their charts so that as we go through and talk about these things, they can kind of yeah. look out the, the things that we're going to mention in the episode, if they want to do like a little interactive, like, yeah, absolutely. Listen along. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. Cause I can't like show you the symbols on a screen or whatever, but if you go to astro.com and you click right on the homepage, there's a little box that says charts and calculations, I believe is what it says. And from and there, I can put that link in the show notes too, so that it'll just link them right to where they can put in their information. Yeah, that's perfect. Helpful. Cool. Yeah, that will probably be helpful. Um, once you click charts and calculations, hold on, now I'm confused. I'm going to make sure that that's correct. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize. It'll give people time to pull it up. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm right. Okay. Charts and calculations. Once you get there, it will say chart drawing, comma, ascendant. That's where you want to go. And then you can put in your birth info. Um, I will make the note. A lot of people say that they don't know their birth time. And do you need your birth time? And the answer is yes. Um, you can run your birth chart without your birth time and find the accurate signs of most of the planets. Like you'll have your accurate moon sign, your accurate, accurate sun sign and all the planets, but you will not have an accurate rising sign, which is really important. If you want to get the full picture of like the blueprint of your soul, um, and all of the house placements will not be accurate. And that's Mm -hmm. also super important. So, um, you can get some information if you don't have your birth time, but it, if you can find a way to get your birth time, definitely do it. Yeah. 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 Um, thank you for adding that in. And then yeah. before we start talking about like all the things I'm so excited to <laughs> why, so you, you shared this, you've studied a different branch of astrology mm-hmm. and I think that was what felt so validating is that you shared information I really hadn't heard before. And then I couldn't really just Google on the, at least that's how it felt to me. I was like, I've read a lot of different aspects of my chart. I've like gone through and looked up, like, what does this mean? What does this mean? But to me, it felt very different than the information I've received. So can you talk a little bit about the type of astrology that you're studying and what, what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So the branch of astrology I'm studying is called third stage astrology. Um, I'm studying under Tina Katola and I found her, I actually, I won't get into that story right now, but the brand, so <laughs> she, she channeled directly, like through spirit, this branch of astrology, it came through her. She's also a psychic and a medium. She remembers all of her past lifetimes. So, um, she over a period of years, it wasn't just like, you know, all at once she channeled this, it, it unfolded for her over, um, a series of years mm. and, having past life memories, she actually says right on her, she has a YouTube channel, which I'll, I'll mention later, but, um, she says that her past life in, um, Nazi Germany, actually, where she did not survive was where a majority of this came from. That's where she channeled it from, which is just mind blowing to me. She's a fascinating human being. I love her. Um, but this branch of astrology is based on the premise that we reincarnate through multiple lifetimes and in the, with the purpose of of evolving as a soul. Right. And we don't just spend one lifetime in our sun sign. So like, for example, you're a Virgo, your son Mm -hmm. is in Virgo. Um, you have actually lived are in our, in the process of living a series of lifetimes with the sun sign in Virgo with the, with the intention of um, mastering the archetype of Virgo. And so there are three main stages of evolution that we go through, which is why it's called third stage astrology. There's three stages of evolution. Um, 
and each stage kind of has a different personality, a different flavor to it and a different um, part of the mind that is running the show while we are in that stage. And we'll spend anywhere from one to four lifetimes in each stage. And then, you know, um, we don't necessarily go through, you know, 12 lifetimes in a row in the same sun sign. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. we'll jump around to pull different uh, like lessons and stuff to help us master this archetype. Like, oh, I can't figure this one out. So I'm going to spend a lifetime or two in a different sun sign to pull some wisdom from that archetype and bring it into this one. Um, And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to say about third stage astrology specifically, but um, yeah, I, (laughs) I found her YouTube channel and listened to my, like the video on my sun sign Sagittarius and my God, Shelby, this is why I decided to study this branch of astrology is because I listened Mm -hmm. to that video on YouTube and I was like on the edge of my seat listening. Like if I could have sucked it into my head through the ears, I was, I would have, like, I was just like, I want to drink this information (laughs) because because it was so like, Dahlia's in the middle of a bunny chasing dreams. We're getting some, Oh my God. That's hilarious. I'm obsessed with her. She's so cute. She's so cute. I love seeing the little, your Instagram stories of her. She's so cute. Um, But anyway, so the um, hearing all of the different stages and what happens through the stages of Sagittarius validated all of my fears, all of my insecurities, Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's why I feel this way in this lifetime. Oh, that's why this is what I want to be doing. You know, all of the things. Um, And that was really, I literally emailed her after listening to the, the video. And I was like, I need to learn this. Are you taking <laughs> students? <laughs> so I, I guess that's, yeah, yeah, that's probably how I should have answered your question earlier, but, um, like, that's what got me into like, yeah, like deep into astrology. Well, and you know, the validation part, you, one of the things that really stuck with me that you pulled from my chart at the retreat was that my South node is in cancer. My North node is in Capricorn. And I've always felt really insecure. Like I grew up in a really small town. Listeners probably already know this information about me and all of my high school friends are married, have kids, all of like everyone around me was like, I'm going to, you know, have babies. And they dreamt about their weddings and they dreamt about all this. And I was always like dreaming about a business. (laughs) And I, there was this part of me of like, am I a selfish person? Because I don't want a family. Like, I don't like, I feel like I, I could, or couldn't have the experience of like having kids. I, I could care less either way. Like it just, it just always has been that way. And when you said that it was like, I've already, so can you, I guess, break it down for the listeners, what South and North node? Cause to me, it was like, oh my gosh, my North node in Capricorn, which is all about what I'm feeling, what you're doing, what yeah. I'm doing in this lifetime versus like cancer being the mother, which is what you had said, like the, you know, the mothering energy, it felt so validating of like, I've already done that. I've already mastered that. There are other things that I'm here to master in this lifetime. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah. Break that down. It's probably not is clear coming out of my mouth as it will be out of yours for the listeners, but can you break that down for them? What does South node mean? What does North node mean? What does that mean about our life time right now? Yep. So the North node, the North and the South node, they're nodes of the moon. They're always exactly opposite each other in the chart because they're opposite polarity points. Um, The North node is representative of where your soul is going, what it's growing towards, what it wants to achieve. And then your self node is where you have already been, the things you've already done. You've already kind of like mastered that archetype. Um, And so you having your self node in cancer says like, okay, we've already mastered this skill of nurturing others, of being the mother archetype, of taking care of everyone else we're going to work towards the Capricorn, which is 
it's work. Like <laughs> one of the main stereotypes of, of Capricorn is like, oh, they work really hard and they really like money. Like, <laughs> True. So, yes. And another part of it is your, um, North node is in the first house and the first house is the house of self and developing the ego and the personality. Um, and I don't mean when I say ego, I don't mean that in like egotistical negative way necessarily, but it's, a sense of self, like developing yeah. your sense of self and, um, your, so your North node in Capricorn in the first house is like, no, we're going to focus on like, I'm going to focus on me and I'm going to focus on my work and I'm going to focus on building. Cause Capricorn is an earth sign. that's very connected to like the material world, like building in real time, what I need to fulfill my sense of self. And your work, so it plays in with your son too. I can't help but just kind of jump into that. And I'm pointing up because I can see your chart in my mind's eye and your son is up (laughs) at the top. (laughs) Um, I start to, when I start talking about astrology, do you ever see the meme with like the always sunny, it's it's always sunny in Philadelphia guy where he has all the papers on the wall and all of the pieces of yarn connecting all the papers and he looks (laughs) like a madman. That's what happens in my brain. (laughs) You're like, all of this is connected. It's all working together. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it plays into your, um, the type of work that you do is related to your son, which is in Virgo in the ninth house. Um, Virgo is the sign of, you know, to break it down really simple. It's like the sign of the healer, the archetype of divine healing. And the ninth house is the house of higher learning, expansion, spiritual ideas, and travel. So like those two things, if you put them together, it's like, oh, spirituality, spirituality, higher learning, um, spiritual expression and expansion through either learning or travel connected to your North node and Capricorn in the first house. Like that's, those two things are going to help you just feel whole and feel like you, Mm -hmm. like that's going to express your soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's, (laughs) I've always said like, and the listeners have heard me say this is like, I've tried to quit my podcast (laughs) before I've tried to walk away from my business before, but I, I can't like, there's this, like, I can't not like it. it, Yeah. I, it's where I feel most me and most alive is when I'm building something like, yeah. 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 You know what? I feel that. I just actually want to look if you don't mind at your chart, because where you're, what's in your, um, where your mercury is. Cause mercury is the sign of the planet of communication. Yeah. I would love to. So I'm sure like the listeners, for the listeners, I'm going to say this. We have another, I have another astrology episode out and I'm going to probably link that in the show notes for you guys. So if you're like, we're talking about things that feel over like more complex than I'm ready to digest, start with that other episode. Cause we're going to talk more about like the sun and the moon and the rising and the basics foundations of astrology in that other episode. Um, so you have a little bit of foundation as we have this conversation, we're talking about Mercury and North node, South nodes, it feels a little easier to digest because you have a foundation to build on already. I think both of us have, I'm not an expert in astrology, but I have like that basic foundation. So this conversation feels like, yes, tell me more interesting. If you're getting lost just for the listeners, go listen to that other episode I have linked first and then come back because this is going to be more powerful when you have a foundation. Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. What were you saying? (laughs) Yeah, no, I just wanted to, I was curious about where your mercury is and what's in your third house, but you actually don't have anything in your third house, which is interesting. Um, third house can be related to, to, uh, communication and sharing ideas as well, but the planet mercury, your plant, your mercury is in Virgo as well. Um, in the ninth house with your son, it's not super close to your son. So they're not like directly feeding each other. Um, but your Mercury in Virgo in the ninth house, it's like communication about higher learning, <laughs> spirituality, healing, all of those things. So it makes sense, but <laughs> yeah, that, that this, this is, is like, yeah, that this is what you're doing through a podcast and through even your Instagram stories and TikTok and everywhere else where you're communicating and sharing information about spirituality, healing, et cetera, expansion, all of that. Yeah. Um, 
Amazing. just always makes sense, you know? <laughs> it, well, and that's where it's like, you can, you can see that information in my chart. What? Like it always blows my mind. I, it, I know it makes sense, but also it blows my mind. Yeah. Um, I would love, so I'm not very familiar with all the different houses. Is that something that would be easy to kind of just break down what, like, what are the houses? What does that mean for someone who is starting to understand, like, you know, saying your Virgo's in your ninth house or my, I think for someone, I, I don't know, how do you find that information? What is that information? What does that mean? Yeah. So that information, you can Google like house meanings in astrology and you can find like a basic chart and they'll kind of put the descriptive words in each house for you. That's like the easiest way to break it down. Um, and I can explain it as well a little bit, but if you're at home and you just want to find more information, you can totally Google it. There's information and out go there. into depth there. Yeah. Yep. Um, but when I look at a chart, so the, the main three components, you have the planets. This is the way, uh, Stephen Forrest and also my teacher, Tina have spoken about the, um, the chart this way. And I just think it's really helpful, like visual or, you know, example to, to kind of like absorb the information. Yeah. So if you think about the planets as being the actors, like if we're thinking about a play, right? You think about the planets as being the actors, the sign that they're in is the costume that the planet wears mm -hmm. <laughs> or like that the actor wears. And then the house that it's in is like the stage of your life that this particular planet acts out its, you know, Role um, in. is role in exactly. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So each of the planets have their own, um, what's the word I want to use? I want to say personality, but it's, it's more than that. Um, I guess we'll just go with personality because that's, what's coming to me. Each of the planets have their own personality and, and things that they, uh, rule over each sign has its own essence, energy, and personality for lack of a better word. Yeah. And then each house, like I said, is like an aspect of your life that, um, is an aspect of your life. So, and there are 12 houses. When you look at the chart, if you're at home and you're, you pulled up your chart and you're looking at your chart, the houses always start on the left-hand side at number one, it's like the inner wheel. You'll see numbers one through 12 that go around in a circle, um, mm -hmm. counterclockwise. And do you want me to just briefly like, yeah, just say like say one what is, each one is like, yeah. if, if you have like a real short description, cause then I, I think we can kind of, I don't know. I'm interested. I, I want to know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, um, like I said, the first house where your North node is, is, um, the self, the ego, the development of, um, the physical body as well. Um, and kind of like the way that you operate. The second house is the house of material resources. Um, so like your, the things that you own, like your money, your possessions, your car, your house. Um, it's also your self-worth and your value systems. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep it simple. <laughs> Third house is communication, um, the house of siblings as well, and concrete ideas. Mm. And the fourth house is the house of home and family, uh, the house of parents and your, um, but mostly your home life. Like that's the main theme of the fourth house is like your home life. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly when you were a child, but then obviously if you have your own home, as you get older, it kind of shifts into to that home, that version Got of home. It. Um, the fifth house is creativity and self-expression. My son is there. It's also yeah. the house of <laughs> that, that makes sense. Yeah. It's also the house of um like lovers or like love affairs, not necessarily your hardcore relationships, but like flings and stuff like that, mm -hmm. pleasurable activities. And it's also the house of children, which is probably why I'm obsessed with children as well. Mm. <laughs> Then the sixth house is, um, the house of health and the house of service. So like being of service to others, it used to be called the house of servants, like way back when, um, mm. when people had servants regularly. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people who have 
either a lot of planets in the sixth house, which I happen to, or their sun in the sixth house usually have, they're usually of service in some way. Um, either their job is like a nurse or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Seventh house is social contracts and partnership. So it can be romantic partnership or a long-term like business partnership, any like contractual relationships. Mm-hmm. The eighth house is one of my favorite houses. <laughs> it's the house of, it's the house of um, like all things taboo. So like sex, death, mm-hmm. uh, inheritance. <laughs> I was laughing because I'm like, I have a lot in this house. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I'm not looking at your chart. I don't know. There's like three things in there. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, it's also the house of the occult, like, and all things Mm -hmm. um, like deeply. It's interesting because like the ninth house has a spiritual component and the eighth house also has a spiritual component, but the eighth house is more um, like, the taboo type spirituality, like occult things, yeah, I was shamanic say, like, stuff, magic mm-hmm. and like magic, wizardy, exactly. like literally yes. like, yeah. And it's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All that, all the deeper stuff. And, um, like the shop, a lot, some people refer to it as like the house of the shaman or like the house mm. of the, like witchcraft and stuff would fall under yeah. the eighth house. Um, mediumship probably would fall in the eighth house or the 12th yeah. house it could go with the 12th house as well. Uh, okay. So ninth house is uh, teachers, cultural exchange, travel, higher learning, spirituality, Sagittarius rules that house. That's a detail I didn't need to throw in there, but now, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like, I just like, <laughs> trying to keep my information like I'm trying Besides, not to go on but tangents. Like also, yeah, Sag. It's it's also we got to throw that Sag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Your Sagittarius wanted everyone to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, yeah. do you want to know more about me? This is like, no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, tenth um, house is uh, career, and the way that you're seen by the world. So it's like, um, not just career, but career is a big part of the tenth house. It's also, yeah, how you're seen by the world. Again, I'm just going to keep it simple. <laughs> you're seen by the world. 11th house is friends, um, community, and not just friends, but friends who share the same ideals as you. Like sometimes we have childhood friends that we're friends with for a long time because we've just been friends forever. So we stay friends. And then sometimes, then we meet friends that, actually share the same vision of the world or same vision for their lives or, Mm -hmm. you know, hopes for a community and all of that stuff. So that's those types of friends fall into the 11th house umbrella. Um, and then the 12th house is the subconscious dreams, past life. Um, and it also rules over the time that you were in the womb. So the time right before birth. Mm. And so Um, I want to throw this in here as well between the 12th and the first house, there's a line on your chart. That's the line that splits your 12th and your first house is your, the line of your ascendant. So that's the line of your rising sign. Mm. And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense because the 12th house is the time that you're in the womb and the time before birth and past lifetimes, then you're born into your rising sign because that line whatever sign is on that line is dependent on the time, the exact minute you were born. So Mm -hmm. you're born in through your rising sign at that exact time. And then it goes into your first house, which is the house of self and development. So if you think about it, like you're born in through your rising sign, and then you're kind of like born into your first house. And, and, um, Tina explains the whole process of the the, uh, the chart, the, my goodness, the house is really well where she's like, okay, you're born into this world. You through your rising sign, then your first house is like, oh, I'm a baby and I have a body and I have to develop a sense of self. And then, you know, you get a little bit older and then she's like, she explains that she's like, then you give the baby a blanket, right? Cause the ba- baby needs to be 
warm and needs things to like, it, it needs food, it needs a blanket. Second house is your possessions, your personal possessions. And then it's like, oh, the third house you go into, now the baby learns how to crawl a little bit. I forgot to mention the third house also um, covers like short trips, short like not across the country, not overseas, but like short yeah. trips, like maybe you drive to the town over or something. So I have a third quick house. question as you're going through this. So, um, your houses are in that inner dial, that inner circle is everyone's yes. like the signs are on the outside of the wheel Yeah, in the chart. Are those different for everyone? Yes. Great question. So, so like I have cancer in the seventh, is that the same for everyone or is that nope that outside wheel changes for everyone. Yes. So the okay. wheel, the wheel shifts based on what time you were born. So that's why the so time that's of birth why is so important. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. I understand. Cool. Yes. Thank you. So your ascendant is the, um, is the constellation that was literally on the horizon. It was ascending mm. up the horizon. The minute you were born from the perspective of the point on the planet that you were born. And so the, um, cause the earth is rotating, right? So that those constellations change the rising sign actually changes the rising sign changes every two hours because the earth is rotating. So the outside wheel will turn and shift depending on what time you input into the system in order to correctly reflect the sign, like the Zodiac sign that was on the horizon when you were born. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, I also want to mention though, the technically, like if you want to get super technical with it, the actual constellations and their placements are not the same as they were when the system was developed, but they're still mm. like the information is still accurate. Okay. That's like something like a lot of people will come at <laughs> astrology <laughs> like, for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, you can argue that if you want, but proof is in the pudding, baby. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know. How is this not accurate? It describes my yeah. whole life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Another yep. question, another question about the houses. So like there are, I don't have anything in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth house house. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? If I don't have anything in a house, I know there's like a sign associated with that house, but Yes. So it what does if there's nothing there. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with you or with that. Um, it just means that there's less, your soul wasn't as interested in learning about that aspect of life basically. Okay. So like, there's just not as much work to do, if that makes sense in that aspect of your life, obviously it's still going to be a part of your life. Nothing is taken out. Um, but the sign that is there will give you information about like what the flavor of that aspect of your life may kind of have, mm. but your soul just wasn't like, it was like, yeah, we don't have to focus as much on that aspect of life. We're going to put the planets. I'm going to say this and then correct myself. Like, oh, we're going to put the planets here because this is where we need to focus. But as I say that, I want to make this really important distinction about astrology in general. I wish I said this at the beginning, but I'm going to say it now. Yeah. Your chart, like you are not the way you are because of your chart. It's the opposite. Mm -hmm. Your chart is the way it is because of who you are as a soul. And that's like super important to like take in Yeah. because your soul, what happens is actually your soul comes in at the exact minute that it does, like it chooses to come in at it at that exact minute so, so that the planets are in, I feel like I'm not quite speaking this correctly. No, no, but no. It, it makes perfect sense. It's like your soul signed up for lessons and it said, so in order for me to be this expression of myself in this lifetime, I'm going to come in at this exact time. Yeah. I don't know. So and, that it's all and this, so that the planets are in these exact places so that I have this blueprint of my expression 
mm-hmm. and my goals <laughs> yeah, and the, the challenges and all of those things that I want to experience. And I want to say, you know, then we have this tool to use, but I, I don't think that the soul does it that way so that, so that we have this tool to use. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. great that we do have this tool to use if we choose to use it. <laughs> yeah. It's like that information was channeled in so that we could use it, but also this is just how it is. Like yeah, how the magic of the universe is like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Cool. Like what are s- talking so much? Sorry. <laughs> literally this is the purpose that's the purpose I'm like please talk more I'm like tell me more things what else do I need to know about my chart I'm like I had questions that I wanted help with oh so let's talk you I think do we do we finish the thought on north node south node of like what that means for someone like the direction they're going versus yeah. Did we complete that um, thought fully? Did we complete that? That's a good question. So I feel like we North did. Node it. is where you're going. <laughs> so what I did want to say about North Node, South Node is, okay, so first of all, I don't think I sh- told anyone, like the listeners, what the symbol is. If you look on your chart um, for a little thing that looks like a horseshoe, that is going to be your North Node. If the one that is... Um, is it the horseshoe just, with the two circles at the bottom? At the bottom, yeah. It's like a circle and then the horseshoe and then the circle. Yes. If you follow it around. And then there's like a little cross or something in the middle of it. Something in the middle um, of the horseshoe. Do you have there shouldn't No, there shouldn't no. be. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's broken. I would have to look at it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know I what you're seeing, old. but. Okay. Well, I, it is, it is my North node though, because it's Capricorn and there's no other yes. horseshoes there. Okay. Yes. Anyways, I digress. So horseshoe there. And then there'll be, um, directly across from it should be the South node. So the South node looks like, like a U. And so the little circles are on the top and then the horseshoe part is like shaped like a U. Um, mine's a, not that I don't think mine is showing my north node and south node then because these are different symbols. The north node was there because I saw it. You showed me. Okay. But some, but not all my... not all charts show the south node. So maybe oh. by maybe by default the south node isn't on your setting. I have mine maybe. Set to show because mine is like a, the only thing I have in cancer on this one is a K with a circle. That's Chiron. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's different. What's um, that? I thought that, that... Chiron is in Leo. I'm so confused. Wait a minute. You're right. Your Chiron is in Leo in the eighth house. I'm looking at your chart right now. You said a K with a circle? Yeah, but it's showing the K with a circle in. Like, look at this. I don't... <laughs> Not that the listeners need to, to listen to us talk. See? Yes, see? it is in. It's in Leo, Leo, though, still. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was looking at the eighth. <laughs> You were looking at the seventh house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's easy to confuse that. Okay. So, so some of the signs are both signs in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm learning. I'll get there. Cause there's, okay. And there is nuance to that too, but I, I feel like that will be too much to to get into. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, so North so node, I, South node, at least if you know what your North node is, you can go directly across and figure out what your South node is. Yes. It'll be in the exact opposite sign. And if you can see your North node and you Google North node in whatever, um, there are some websites I'll say to, there are some websites that will give you, um, like a listed information on what signs, especially if you're like just starting beginner, beginner astrology, this chart may be a little more complex than, um, you're ready for. What was the other website that I used? If you Google free astrology chart, I'm pretty sure like, 
I think I use cafe astrology, which may be yeah, terrible, that's a good but one. like no. that one lists everything out. And then it like also goes through each of the house and or each of the signs or whatever, and like gives you a short description. So that's kind of where I started. Yeah. Yep. Cause I could just that's, focus on you can my see stuff. It. Yes. yes. Yeah. You can yeah. see. So if you use cafe astrology, it will probably list for you like written out North node in this sign. Yeah. Um, it will also usually by default tell you about yourself node whenever they usually come in a package together because one can't really operate without the other there. The information about each of them is intertwined with the other one. If that makes sense. Um, I will say the last thing I'll really say about North node, South node is that um, our tendency usually for it differs from person to person, but for at least the first third of our lifetime um, is to want to stay in the comfort of the South node. And then our North node can feel really uncomfortable. And like, sometimes we really have to work for it, like really work towards it and break through fears and break through internal limitations and all that stuff to get there because it's new. And the ego is like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> so that's, which yeah. makes a lot of sense too. Cause it's like, I, I don't even think, I think, yes, my upbringing was like all these people who are mother nurture energies, very enthusiastic about that. But I have a lot of like, well, why don't I want that within myself? Like, it makes me almost uncomfortable that I'm not sure that, and they're blowing leaves literally on my patio right now. <laughs> Can you hear not that? that loud? It's not okay. That loud. I was like, yeah, cool, dude. Um, so I think that's really interesting. What would be, what's your North node, South node. So people have another context of what this could look like. Um, sure. Yeah. That'd yeah. be awesome. If you would be so, open to share. Absolutely. So I have mine are actually in opposite houses of yours. Your North node is in your first house. My South node is in my first house, but it's in Leo. My, my South node is in Leo. My North node is in Aquarius. Um, so my North node is in the seventh house. South node is in the first house because they're exactly opposite each other. The South node in Leo in the first house says that because Leo is also the sign of like, um, like royalty, like the king, if you think of like the regal lion, because the sign of Leo, like the Leo is the lion and having a past lifetime of like having the fame, having all the things that I wanted and not really having to work for it. Like just having people like me or having people, um, having kind of like the ideal life without having to work too hard for it. And in the first house, I probably like really developed my sense of self. I know who I am and I was probably well liked for who I was. And so in this lifetime, my North node is in Aquarius in the seventh house. And what I'm working towards is using, this is an important point that I forgot is, um, when we are working from our South node to our North node, we, we take with us the strengths and the gifts from the South node in order to bring them into the North node. Um, and it's ideal to kind of let go of the negative quote unquote aspects of the South node as we're working towards North node. So North node in Aquarius is all about, um, doing what's best for the community, working with community. And, um, in the seventh house, the seventh house of relationships, it's like learning the importance of, um, of close relationship. Cause I think in the, with the South node, I was probably a loner quite a bit, like just focused on self mm-hmm. and, um, I'll share some personal things that I've noticed about myself and working through this lifetime so far is I have it. <laughs> I get embarrassed every time I say this out loud. <laughs> I have a tendency to not want to work for what I get. <laughs> like, why would I have to work for this? It was just yes. given to me last lifetime. Legit. Like yes. 100%. And I laugh every time I like, <laughs> every time it comes up for me, I like laugh at myself. I'm like, you're being ridiculous, but there is, there is that like innate part of me. And this is why astrology is so validating, right? Mm -hmm. It's because like, I had a lot of shame around feeling that way. Yes. (laughs) Like you kind of feel crazy, but it's just like in who you are and who you've been. Yeah. Like it was just given to you. Why would you have to work for it? Like that's like 
I just this really like bratty, like I shouldn't have to work hard (laughs) to get what I want or like to get what I need. Um, And that's just not the case for me in this lifetime. Like, no, I'm here to, I'm here to do some work. And um, also I'm letting go of the, the Leo and Aquarius axis. I'm letting go of the Leo um, tendency to do what I'm doing for the sake of being seen or for the sake of like having fame or being recognized for what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and moving into doing what I'm doing for the sake of the greater good, for the sake of the community, Mm -hmm. for the sake of humanity as a whole. And so one of the lessons um, for this axis is like, or not lessons, but like the way that this okay so I know we're short on time right now um and there will be a part two because there are so many things that we did not get to get to in this recording but Alicia if people are interested in learning more about their chart their soul's blueprint what you do how can they find you and how can they book a reading with you yeah so you can find me my website is www.groundinglighthealing.com. And that's also my Instagram handle, groundinglight underscore healing. And it's grounding, not grounded. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people confuse that. Valid. We'll link yeah. them both in the show notes too, so that they can click the link if they're having Perfect. any trouble finding it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So on my website, I offer, uh, two astrology offerings. One is just a third stage astrology reading as it is. And then the second one is actually a, um, light language astrology mm-hmm. reading. So like I channel light language for aspects of the planets on there. That's a whole different conversation. If you just want an astrology reading, just do third stage astrology reading. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your information, your wisdom. Like I I'm lit up just with our conversation. Ooh. Oh, Dahlia likes it too. Background noises. <laughs> this is actually little Max. I'm also dogs. Oh, that's so, amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I will link that all in the show notes and prepare for part two, you guys, because I'm sure there will be one. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for listening and having me on here and letting me just ramble about something I'm so passionate about. <laughs> yeah, literally at any time. I will listen to you ramble all day, every day. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys.